is the 77 WABC minicast. Alan Dershowitz, we are on fire today, as you can just tell. First off, uh, obviously talking about the role of Iran and, and just the hypocrisy of the Biden administration paying for essentially the war, if you will. They've opened the spigots, allowing Iran to make billions upon billions yeah. of dollars a week. <laughs> Well, if only the Republicans could get a Speaker of the House elected. <laughs> well, that's another we can of worms. Legislation. We could pass legislation by Congress. The president would have no choice but to sign it, precluding any payments to any organization that has any affiliation with Hamas, with uh, uh, Islamic Jihad, with the Iranians. This has to be congressional legislation to put a bar on any executive decisions to spend money, even if it means to get hostages back, uh, not a single penny can ever go to any Hamas-related group. I would go further, and I would say to any American university that supports Hamas uh, and that um, glorifies Hamas, uh, you know, the First Amendment obviously gives idiot students the right to say idiot things. That's what the First Amendment was designed to do, to protect idiots. You don't need a First Amendment to protect the rest of us, but to protect idiots. But schools that get government funding ought not to be doing things that benefit our enemies, and many of them are. You know, a lot of these, quote, Arab study departments at universities today are funded by um, by uh, money coming from our enemies, and they all come with with, uh, strings attached. And we see what's happening at schools like Columbia and Harvard and Yale. Uh, They're just indoctrinating and propagandizing students against American values, and that's just not the function of education. The worst offender, as I've said before on your show, is a New York school, the CUNY Law School in New York, funded by you and me, by our dollars, has become the Der Sturma, the disturma of the anti-Israel um, um, movement on campuses. And now, Professor Dershowitz, Judge Weinberg has a question. Alan, sure. I, you just alluded to it. I want to get your thoughts. There's a proper war, propaganda war going on. It's a propaganda war both internally in the United States and throughout the world. And it's playing a blame game. And it's an attempt to intimidate the Israelis from not defending themselves. I want to get your thoughts about that and how do you respond. That's absolutely right. I have a new book coming out. Uh, I wrote it in in a week uh, called uh, The War on the Jews, How to Stop Hamas Barbarity. And in it, I tell the story of what's happening um, and how Hamas knows how to do this. They use what's called the dead baby strategy. They're using it as we speak tonight. Um, They purposely put their children in harm's way. They use them as human shields. They provoke Israel. Then they bring out the dead babies. And they put them on CNN or on MSNBC, and then they tell the world to turn against Israel. They tell the United Nations to turn against Israel. Um, They put pressure on Israel. I made a speech last night in which I said Israel should never make a decision that in any way hurts its security based on trying to please the world, the international community, the human rights community, the United Nations, the European community. Israel has to do what's necessary to defend its own citizens. It didn't go in strong enough in 2014. In 2014, when there were no hostages there, they could have destroyed Hamas. 
but they were terrified to do it because of world reaction. Wait, you know, Professor Dershowitz, you know what's disgusting? You brought up the U.N. I am still astounded, as, as we speak now, that the U.N. has not declared Hamas a terrorist organization. What more do you need? I, I mean, are you kidding me? Well, the BBC in England hasn't declared it. England, the English government has declared it a terrorist organization, but the BBC refuses to use the word terrorist. CNN has begun to use the word militants. Militants. You know, militants mean militants mean uh, people who are shouting and, and yelling and 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 calling for change. Uh, militants don't mean people who rape and and who behead. And yet, everybody's so afraid to offend the Palestinians uh, that it's really causing. And it has for years caused Israel to refrain from actions that it was entitled to take under international law and that it should have taken to defend its own citizens. Well, Alan, that's what they keep talking about, proportionality. That's one of the great narratives of all time. What's proportionality in a situation where you're fighting an existential threat to somebody who's dedicated to exterminating you? Let me explain to you what proportionality means. It does not mean that Israel can't have massive responses as long as it kills uh, terrorists, as long as its targets are terrorists. If Hamas fires one rocket at Israel, Israel is entitled to, file, to fire 10,000 rockets at Hamas headquarters. Portionality has nothing to do with that. Portionality means if you're going after a military target that may include some civilians, the anticipated deaths of civilians has to be proportionate to the value of the target. And Israel clearly has that because what they're trying to do is the military target is all of Hamas which has murdered all of its people. And if some civilians get in the way, if they're human shields, if they're people who are there voluntarily, if they're people who are related to the heads of the terrorist groups and who are being used as human shields, Israel should not be restrained from going after them under the principle of proportionality. It's a misunderstanding of proportionality. Israel's no government does, you know, when, when, when Pearl Harbor was attacked, we didn't have to be proportionate in our response. We could destroy if we could have. The entire Japanese military structure. And what about Dresden? Right. Wait, we nuked them. And what about Dresden? What we, yeah. The yeah. Allies did to yeah. Germany in Dresden. Yeah, or, or, or Tokyo. Firebombed all of Tokyo. More people were killed in Tokyo than at Hiroshima and Nagasaki. We didn't give advance warning. We didn't worry about the civilians. We worried about the 100,000 Americans who would have probably lost their life if we had to invade the islands of japan but you, so but you know what the problem the is has put their own interests first but you know professor dershowitz as we're speaking with this um attack that happened on the hospital and again the idf says that it was an errant uh, islamic jihad rocket that's right. the latest right. um we're going to be hearing in one second mm. from zak czar who is the current uh consul general of israel he's going to be joining us at any moment Good, and good. um and in fact oh in fact actually he's actually going to be he's here now but we're going to bring him in in one second professor Dershowitz but the but you're already seeing uh the Arab world Mahmoud Abbas canceled a meeting with Biden within seconds Jordan yeah. came out and condemned it all these countries they're going to use it no matter what the facts are yeah it doesn't matter what the facts are if somebody dies it's Israel's fault it's always Israel's fault no matter what happens you know, we saw this over and over again. We've all seen this movie before. We've seen other instances where Hamas rockets have misfired and they've killed Palestinians and they carry out the babies and they say it was Israel's fault. Um, you need data. You need evidence. Sometimes it is a, a rocket from Israel. But even in those occasions, it was not aimed at the hospital. Uh, 
the fog of war leads to imperfect results. But Israel has a better record of protecting civilians than any country in the history of the world faced with comparable threats. And I challenge anybody to try to dispute that with evidence and statistics. It Absolutely. Done. Professor Dershowitz, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Professor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And